Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, meet COVID Amy. We'll talk about what's going on with Sam Hunt, a shark punch, hamster nuts, and more. Please find us on Facebook and TikTok, and don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review and some stars. Bounce from the Roadhouse! I don't even think my wife knows she does this stuff, but it's like irritating on a 1 to 10 scale probably a six or a seven but it's hard to be mad at the wife it's just really hard because she's so amazing but at the same token correct me if i'm wrong but if you're in the bathroom taking a hot shower and you have verbally said how much you love taking hot showers in an enclosed environment and they just walk in repeatedly opening the door and leaving it wide open and then you're in the shower and you can feel the cold breeze I mean, does that not make anybody else mad? Like, can I not just have a moment? Or if you're going to come in, shut the door. And if you can't stand the heat, get out. You know, that's where it's at, right? Ugh. And that's the reasoning for Open Mic Monday. Do you like a long or a short shower? Because I do know people who are verbally open about saying no. It's like best five minutes is way too long. Get in, get out, be done. And, and there's a lot of people that can live their life that way. I, on the other hand, cannot. I'm not. I purposely wake up sooner knowing that I'm going to lose track of time standing in the shower. Is it going to jack up my water bill? Yeah, possibly. Yep, but you know what? At this point, I'm used to it. You know, my water bill is what it is. I don't water my lawn, probably because I take too long of showers. And our water bill's too high when I water my lawn. There's my priorities, Okay. That's where it's at, is I don't do certain things, but I will stand in the shower for, I don't know. I truly don't know how long, but it it, it could be a while. And uh, no, I don't run like my water heater out every time I'm in the shower, but I'm just saying that's happened before. <laughs> you let me know. Open mic me. <laughs> let me know. Is it a long or a short shower? Also, I mean, if it's a long shower, aren't you taking a hot one? And how aggravating is it, especially moms, dads out there with kids, when you you just want your you time in the bathroom, in the shower, and it seems to be social minute or whatever. Like they, for some reason, can't go five or ten minutes without asking you a question about something that doesn't need to be asked right now. Like we don't need to have these conversations right now, mommy, daddy in the shower, husband, wife, whatever, in the shower, talk to me when I'm out. First of all, slow her down this morning. Make sure you leave with plenty of time. It is slick out, and I don't think the snow is going to let up, but take it easy. Now, I want to pose with you a question, and I I want you guys to interact with me, whether it be via the text line or it be via open mic, which it is open mic Monday, and we're talking about is it a long or is it a short shower? Is it hot? Is it cold? You let me know how your showers are. I had some uh, manic Monday start to my day with some shower interference interference um, with the wife that she loves to do. I, I, it's like social hour. She just comes in, chats with me, Ugh. but it's the open mic. So let me know. Is it a, is it a long or a short shower? Is it hot? Is it cold? Just talk to, let's talk about showers. Not weird, you know, but we're actually here to talk about 
There was a survey that I was just reading. It says 74% of parents think raising kids today is much harder than it was for their folks. We'll dive into the analytics, if you will, or we'll dive into the to the nuts and bolts of that survey a little later. But, you know, honestly, stop and just think about it. Me raising my kids now, I've got a lot of technology. You know, Live 360, I can talk to them anytime I want via the phone. Um, I have a cell phone, they have a cell phone, you know, and that's my kids are older. They're teenagers, right? Where even when they were younger, uh, when me and their mom split up, we gave our daughter who's very responsible a phone so we could communicate. And it was great. She took it with very respectfully and she did a really good job with it. And she was like, yeah, like I said, eight. But back when I was a kid, my parents would just kind of let me go into the wild (laughs) you know i have live 360 i can monitor how fast my daughter's driving or where she's at you know they didn't have that when i was a kid so i mean is it harder to parent our kids with this technology yeah maybe i don't know well you know what do you think about it and also back then our parents didn't have that so they just had to trust that we'd listen and we kind of had to Otherwise, you know, we could get away with a lot more back then. That's my thought. I think they, I think the kids have it harder. But you let me know whether you communicate with me on text message or you communicate with me on social media or on the open mic. Let me know. What do you think? Who had it harder parenting? Is it you as a parent of like a teenager and younger? Or was it your parents to you that had it harder? Uh, we'll reconvene on the next break and talk about it. I mean, obviously, I'm married, happily married at that. But, I mean, I don't know what this girl's dating status is, but she's a TikTok user who uh, took to the video sharing site to share her, you know, story about her situation she had. Now, her name is Heather West. She's 42. She's also known as Wild Witch of the West on TikTok. And in West, the the number three is used as the E. Um, but she said in a series of videos that she posted up uh, about all of her adventures. Now, obviously, she's kind of a mm, danger seeker or whatever, or a thrill seeker. And and I now imagine if I don't know if she's single, married, dating, not. I don't know. I don't. And I I care, but I don't. And but at the same token, imagine if this was your wife or your significant other. You know what I mean? And and this is what happened. So she shared the story that uh, she was off on the coast somewhere um, and a loggerhead key, wherever that is, and they were heading over to Little Africa Reef. I don't know where that is. But they were swimming in the ocean, and next thing she knows, something starts pulling on her uh, flipper. And she's like, what? She thought one of the dudes in the group were kind of playing a joke on her, you know, and pulling on her her flipper because they do that kind of stuff. Well, then she turned around and realized that it was an actual little shark. Yeah, yeah. a lemon shark, whatever that is. Um, uh, and uh, she said, just as she turned around and figured out what it was, the shark had sunk through the rubber and was getting into her skin. So she started to use her fist and started repeatedly punching the shark in the face until it let go. The struggle lasts for about 30 seconds, which is for my experience with sharks, which is none. That's 29.9 seconds too long. You know, like I don't mind seeing a shark like, oh, there it is. And that's all I want to, I'm good with that. You know, as soon as uh, she got to the beach, she looked down and seen that her foot uh, was still there, but it was really, really kind of chewed up. 
<laughs> and she started screaming and she said, I won, I won, I won. Not, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. She said, I won. This chick is crazy, man. And if this is your girlfriend or this is your wife, well, hats off to you. Because, I mean, like, honestly, are you ever going to fear danger? No, not with her around. Not with Heather West, a.k.a. Wild Witch of the West. <laughs> but anyways, she ended up having to go in and get, like, 20 stitches to repair some of her tendons and all that stuff on her foot and uh, ankle. All because of a little lemon shark. Little lemon shark. Sounds cute, don't it? The the word lemon shark sounds like something you, like a drink you'd get out on a date with your wife named Heather West. <laughs> oh, man. I just don't know. What would you do if something like this happened to you? Would you have the goal to turn around and start punching a shark in the face? <sighs> I don't think I would. I'd be scared to death. Well, Leonard Skinner, one of the most popular bands in the world, especially when it comes to like Southern rock, um, their home that they all grew up in, not like the whole band, but the Van Zant family, Ronnie Van Zant grew up in back in the 50s along with his brothers. Um, somebody purchased the home a while back and turned it into an Airbnb. Now, now, now just check this out. Whether you're a Skinner fan or not. Now, if you're a Skinner fan, then you're going to love this. But if you're not... Still, 275 bucks a night, uh, that's what the price to start out at with your Airbnb listings, uh, and, and you're staying in a really cool home that's got some meaning rather than just, you know, somebody's basement. I stayed in an Airbnb one time in Iowa, and I didn't think anybody was home, and I'll be honest with you, it was like a farm home on the way outskirts of town. There was no thing around but this house. How we even found it was absolutely amazing to me. And here we are sleeping downstairs. We crawl into beds. It's like three in the morning. And uh, <laughs> and we wake up thinking we're home alone. No, the family lived upstairs. It was just weird. I'm not sure how I feel about Airbnbs. For the most part, I like them. But you get to really stay in some cool homes. I also stayed in like a old uh, house in Lincoln, Nebraska. It had like a spiral staircase and a big grand piano in the living room. It was so cool. So just imagine if you're inside Leonard Skinner's old home, Ronnie Van Sant's home that he grew up in back in the 50s along with his brother, Johnny. I mean, and Donnie. That'd be, it'd be just so cool to see it. Now, it does say this. The Airbnb listing says the house includes a vintage 1938 Brunswick pool table, and it's totally retro 70s feel. Um, but it also comes with this warning saying that if you have an ex- expectations of a perfect modern home, this is probably not going to be a good fit for you. <laughs> so if you want to flashback to the 70s and pretend like you're one of the Van Zants, then go check it out in Jacksonville, Florida. 275, 275 bucks a night. That ain't too bad. I mean, you know, if you're staying by yourself, it is. But if you take your family, it's not too bad. But, I mean, I even know that, like, certain things haunt my brain when I'm – my dreams when I'm sleeping – and that's when people yell out Freebird at shows. And now, if you're staying there and you start hearing Freebird, I put a whole different meaning to it. So uh, here's the deal is I don't condone this kind of behavior. In my diet world is spinning out of control. And I had a number eight along with two other tacos before bed the other night. Um, and that was after eating boneless wings at bowling and before that eating steak with a lot of rice before that 
a lot of calories were consumed before I went to bed. Now, some people say what you eat before bed can affect your health. Like getting up and having a midnight snack is not good. However, there is a sleep science coach named Sashida Sen who wants people to know that snacking before bed isn't entirely bad. In fact, uh, it says if you deprive yourself of food when you're hungry before bedtime, your body won't have the necessary energy to rest and repair and will consequently retain fat cells. Yeah, who knew? So I was actually doing myself like a very good favor by downing three hard shell tacos along with two other tacos, a Sprite, and a couple of them cinnamon delights from Taco Bell. Absolutely not. I was not. Eating before you fall asleep and can promote weight loss, maintain satisfactory blood sugar levels, and help you get a more restful night of sleep, so they say. And I did. I slept like a baby. But it's all about the kind of food you eat, she says. Dr. Sanchita recommends eating foods high in melatonin and tryptophan, tryptophan, whatever, the word that I'm trying to say. Melatonin is a naturally occurring hormone in the body. People use it, you know, obviously to go to sleep. Uh, Amy talks about it all the time. But tryptophan, that's what I was trying to say, helps to increase melatonin levels in the body. Tryptophan isn't naturally found in the body, but foods that are rich in, in it include like beans, cheese, eggs, fish, milk, nuts, and uh Meanwhile, things like uh, fruits such as bananas, cherries, and tomatoes, plus walnuts and oats contain melatonin. So in order to get a better night's sleep, uh, Sanchita suggests eating peanut butter, apples, and even avocado toasts. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Back in the day when I would go out drinking a lot at night and uh, I'd get home, peanut butter toast was my go-to. Wheat bread, peanut butter on the top, and a glass of milk. Look at what I was doing for myself. But I will say this. You don't want to use my body as a poster child for this kind of a behavior. It it doesn't seem to work out. (laughs) But uh, text in. Do you have a a favorite before bed snack? I could tell you what made me fat was cereal. Man, I would eat some cereal before I went to bed. I ain't even scared. Like half a box. A lot of milk. Not what she recommends. But what is your favorite bedtime snack? You wake up in the middle of the night, you got a snack, let me know. Hit me up on the text line or shoot, open mic me. That'd even be better. You might be able to make your voice onto the airwaves. Had a really cool thing happen over the weekend. Uh, My wife has been uh, trying to reach this goal for a while. and I got to compliment her. She's been doing really good this last year of staying healthy, going to the gym every morning, working out. She's doing a really good job, and and honestly, even on the weekends, I can't think of a single day she's missed going to the gym, running on the treadmill, and uh, here just recently, uh, a few months back maybe, she made it known that her goal is she wants to run like a marathon. She's never done something like that, whether it be a, a 3K, a 5Ks, whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm not up on marathon talk, but she wants to do this stuff. So naturally I support her because I love her, you know, I'm like, whatever you need from me, you know, I'll wait for you at the end with snacks or whatever. You want me to pedal beside you? I'm probably not going to run it, but you know, Hey, but it happened. It finally went down over this last weekend. And I know a lot of you aren't going to believe it, but my wife and I both did a 5k over this last weekend. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, uh, 
she did it virtually um on her uh she did the treadmill and she took a picture or whatever she had some other plans during the actual 5k um so she did it that way and i and i don't know if it was uh i don't even know what 5k it was um but i don't know if it you know she had to make a donation or whatever but but she did it it was it was actually really cool and so i was like you know what i'm in jackson hole babe i can do the 5k also you know so i did i got up and i put my mind to it and i completed the 5k it 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 took me most of the day but actually it didn't even take me that long i'll be honest it was probably one of the easiest things i've done now i haven't i haven't done it in a while but i continued i continued the kind of behavior into monday so in reality i done i've done more than a 5k but so she ran a 5K, and, and how long, what is, let me Google this really quick. Like what is, a, how long is a 5K, is a 5K, and uh, I, I don't really know. It's 3.1 miles. That's a lot. And I did, so she ran 3.1 miles on the treadmill, which is kind of like cheating um, to me because you're on a treadmill. So I in Jackson Hole elevation took it all into a calculation and everything, and I consumed um, five thousand calories. And that's so me and the wife both did a five k. Um, you know, you know that's like twice the recommended daily calories. But hey, it's what I can do because I want to support my wife and I want her to know that I'm here for her. If she's gonna go do a five k, I can do a five k. Now this is where. I told her I'm drawing the line any more than this, and uh, she's on her own. I'm not going to do it at uh, any more K's. Um, I might eat some special K bars, though. I do like that. But, yep, last weekend, me and the wife, we each did a 5K, and I'm, and I'm really proud of her. She wasn't as proud of me, though. I mean, hindsight 2020 is a saying I use way too often. And it, and it honestly, it describes a lot of things in life um like for instance covid i mean hey you know i'm not one i'm not a big fan i don't want to talk about it but at the same token this right here is an alarming and it's nuts i'm, I'm just gonna say it right now it's nuts and uh what happened was is there are some researchers in hong kong that are doing a lot of tests on hamsters now i don't i'm not familiar with hamsters i've never had a hamster as a pet um, but I've had some friends that have had hamsters as pets and I've maybe held two or three of them. I can't say as if holding them, I could tell what gender they were. I'm not really keen on hamster, you know, uh, stuff, you know, but these guys, these guys are really getting down to the nuts and bolts when they're checking them. Matter of fact, here you go. If they would have presented this kind of information a couple of years ago, it might've changed the way you guys thought about everything. Me too. You know? Uh, for instance, what they found in these hamsters was after checking them, they, they infected them with the C19, you know, the coves, and then they started checking them periodically every day, doing, I mean, in depth research. And what they found was an acute decrease in the sperm count and testosterone levels from, from day four to seven. Yeah. And post-infection, the unvaccinated hamsters had the most problem. Meanwhile, damage to the testicular tissue, including inflammation, degeneration, necrosis, I don't even know what that means, but it sounds absolutely horrid, um, was, observed, was observed as early as a one week after the infection. 
Isn't that crazy? They examined them up to day, day 120, and that's when they found out the testicular size and weight were also found to be reduced after the infection. <laughs> However, hamsters that were vaccinated against the virus did not exhibit this testicular damage. I mean, hats off to the dudes doing this research. Talk about uh, being thorough and really checking every little nut and bolt and crevice of every little hamster, you know? I mean, could you imagine that? How do you come about that research? What's the weight difference? What are the size of a hamster's, you know, downtown? And you notice the weight and size difference? I have never, I've held hamsters in my hand and never even noticed that they had those, you know? So, <laughs> uh, and they're shrinking. I don't want mine to look like a hamster either. You know, you never know what somebody's going through uh, until, until, it, until it happens, you know, until something comes out, it leaks, if you will, or somebody speaks up. And uh, it's unfortunate. And, and now these are all, at this point, rumors. The truth is to come out. But Sam Hunt, top 40 pop artist as well as country artist. Um, and recently, his wife, who I didn't even know he was married, um, has filed for divorce saying, uh, because he's cheating. Sam Hunt's wife states in legal documents that the husband is guilty of such cruel and inhumane treatment or conduct towards spouse as renders cohabitation unsafe or improper, which I think is kind of a general term, you know, when someone's not happy. Um, and, and honestly, he probably is cheating. He's a good-looking dude, you know. Women come at him in loathes, if that's even a thing. But uh, a big surprise to everybody is that his wife is pregnant. And that she's due in May. <laughs> and no one was even aware that she was pregnant the whole time. Nobody had a clue because why? I don't know. Maybe she was locked up at home and he wasn't allowing her to go out and do anything or have fun. So she's like, nope. But the the funny thing and the smart thing for maybe Sam, maybe his wife, is that there is a prenup in play. And now I wonder, I wonder how that works out if you were, you know, because I don't even know how long they've been married. But uh, if he's if he's been cheating this whole marriage, you know, uh, does that null and void uh, the whole prenup situation? I, sometimes I feel like it should. You know, if if you're married, you got to be married and and just do that. And if there's like if you if you go and start doing things out of your marriage, I feel like there's a lot of other there should be more ramifications for that. And I don't believe that there is. And I'm not an attorney, so I don't really actually know. Um, and, I, and I've never really dealt with this kind of stuff too much. And uh, so, but I, I uh, the best of luck to these two. I hope they can work it out and um, uh, cohabitate uh, with each other and their child. Because like I've said, if you listen to my Brandon podcast, then the biggest thing I think in life right now is that they're going to have a baby. It's theirs. And uh, they need to work out what's best for the baby. And, and honestly, that's that. Best of luck to Sam Hunt, though. But if you see Sam Hunt uh, at a show or whatever, hey, hey, he's about single. I mean, we've all done it. If you've got a cat or a dog, <laughs> we've all done it. We've tried dog food, cat food. You know, sometimes you, sometimes they do such a good job making the treat, you're like, you know, that little piece of bacon, I kind of want to try it. And then you put it in your mouth and you realize it's, it's horrid. And you're like, oh my gosh, why am I feeding my dog this? But dogs love it. You know, and cats, 
I don't actually have cats. Do people have cat treats? Do you give your cat treats? Are there like bacon bites for for cats? I'm not. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it says here that the average pet owner catches their animal eating something they shouldn't about four times per day. Like we said, and that's a great question. And a poll of 2004 cat and dog owners find that 61% have lost sleep over the thought of their pet eating something they shouldn't. <laughs> Not me, <laughs> but I will say this. Everybody wakes up just as quick as they ever have if they hear that noise. You know the noise of the, the cat or the dog about to puke? The, uh, uh, and then you're like, boom, you're out of bed letting them outside. Now, another 39% have caught their pet rummaging through the trash. <laughs> Only 39%? I would say the other 61% haven't looked on their pets lately. I mean, gosh, dang. I mean, my dogs, we had to get a special can, you know, and they don't get into it when we're home, but if we leave them, you know, and we put like scraps in there, they'll, they'll go, they'll get themselves even with a full plate of dog food sitting there. Them sons of guns. You want to know what else smells good, but I've never tried, but like the oats you get for like your horses and stuff like that. Gosh, dang it, that smells good. That'll make a tack room smell real good. A couple bags of them oats. Oh, dang it. And my buddy, he used to work out at a D&M Ag on 44. One of my favorite things was after work, I'd go visit him because I loved the smell. I just wanted to be around it. And he always smelled good for the most part, you know, because he was around that kind of stuff. And, I, man, I love that. But never once did I try it. Never once did I say, look, here's a chunk of cake for a cow, and I want to try it out. I actually can't say that. I know I, I bit on one once, and it and it actually didn't taste that bad. But I didn't, like, chew on a chunk. I just kind of, like, you know, bit it and, and had little remnants in my mouth. Am I the only one? We love our pets, and I don't think I'm the only one out there that has tried their dog food. You know, you see the cardboard cutouts or whatever it looks like as dog food, and you try it. You know, you don't you don't want your animal not eating something good. But then at the same token, you kind of feel bad, and it makes you want to give them table scraps. But am I alone on this? You guys let me know. Hit me up on the text line. Open mic me. Am I the only one that's tried pet food? I can't be. You let me know. Look at this dude. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, we got D-Ray in here for a little dummy of the day. How so, are you, Brandon? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I am fine. Thank you very much for asking. As always, I appreciate your concern. I truly, sincerely do. So today's dummy of the day comes to us from Boston. Oh, yeah. This happened this past Monday. A guy by the name of Matthew Abraham, a 24-year-old guy, basically broke into the Franklin Park Zoo. Okay, <laughs> it, it, he got in there like eight thirty in the morning. Zoo doesn't open till ten. Whatever, right? He climbs okay. over a fence, climbs over some other enclosures, and gets himself in the Tiger Tails exhibit. Oh boy, sounds innocuous, right? No, but Tiger Tails is basically the tiger cages, right? Uh. Now he's never in the tiger cages itself. No, but he's really, really close. So close that. He gets discovered by staff and security, and they start freaking out because <laughs> they think that this is one of those guys, you know, it's like, I'm going to go pet the tiger. Yeah, sure you are. Well, that's, tiger, tiger don't want to be pet. No, first of all, tiger doesn't want to be pet. <laughs> Second of all, this guy wasn't going to do it. No. So basically, when he saw the staff and security there, he bolted. He got out of there, but they captured him, right? Uh -huh. they, they detained him. Police arrived. They did a medical evaluation on him, Yeah. both physical and mental. Yeah. When he was deemed competent, 
they arrested him. Oh, boy. So, after he gets released, the news wants to find out, why did you do this? Well, this guy is a biology student at Worcester State University in Massachusetts. What the heck? And he said the reason he wasn't going, he says, I'm not, I wasn't going in there to like pet a tiger. I didn't want to be eaten. He said, what he wanted to see was the eye of the tiger. (laughs) Seriously. He says that they have something called the eye of the tiger. The eye of the tiger is the most dangerous thing you'll ever see in your entire life. He says, Um, so he just wanted to go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm like the the front eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or okay, yeah. yeah. This, the, that that's the second most dangerous. One, one does bear the question. <laughs> exactly. True. Good point. But uh, he he wanted to he wanted to look a tiger in the eye because he says it's the most dangerous thing you'll ever see. He says the soul is visible through the eye. <laughs> Meow, seriously? Seriously. <laughs> he also said a tiger growled at him when he was at the fence. Well, just, well I'm sorry, but this, the most frightening thing to me would be being 10 feet away from a tiger and it's growling at me. Even if there's a fence. Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not. No. 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 Cats are real. You know? Yeah. And it's got to be their feeding time. I don't know. I've never worked at a zoo, but I would assume, hey, don't open till 10. Workers show up at 8. They get the food ready. The cats are starting to get hungry. They're like, what's up? Yeah, breakfast is the most important meal and of here, the day. here comes the student from Boston. You yeah, know? from Worcester. He's from Worcester, Mass. Yeah, goes in there and just, I... Wanted to look in my eyes. Exactly. He looks at me, tries to look into my soul. I'm going to turn him into catnip. Exactly. I wonder if the tiger was like, dude, just go listen to a Survivor song, okay? Just go listen to Survivor. Yeah. It was a big hit in the I 80s. the tiger. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks, D-Ray. You got it. So what's always kind of confused me, you know how certain people have job titles that are like, what? I would have thought you'd done something totally different. Like, for instance, there was a meteor that was spotted in the Colorado sky. Now you would assume if you were one that uh that 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 looks at meteors, you would be uh an astronomer is what you'd really be. But why wouldn't you be a meteorologist? You know what I mean? Like why wouldn't that job be? And maybe they both. Maybe they work together, and essentially they might be the kind of the same thing. Just astronomers go you know a little past the clouds, where meteorologists are more you know. There's obviously something here I'm missing, and and I'm neither one of these people. However, I will share this story with you, okay? There was a fireball that was streaking across the sky in Colorado, kind of where they noticed it was a little bit above Steamboat, Colorado, flying along. And apparently it was traveling kind of slow. And by slow, I mean 60,000 miles per hour, Um, which is ironically... About how fast I can throw a baseball. <laughs> and or how fast my motorhome goes. <laughs> oh, neither one of those are true. But <laughs> this fireball was cruising to me. 60,000 miles an hour sounds pretty fast. But apparently that's not very fast. And uh, Mr. Uh, John Keller, the director of Fisk Planetarium, said that the fireball that sparked dozens of reports to the American Media- Meteor Society which is like not something you'd probably put on your dating website form. Oh, anything special groups you're a part of? Oh, the American Meteor Society. <laughs> I'm an AMS leader. I love it. They got together on a Friday night 
<laughs> and was able to watch the slow meteor. Can you believe it was only going 60,000 miles per hour? What? Hello, being single for the rest of your life. But anyways, they uh, it was traveling through the sky super slow. And I think what bothers me about all this, you know, no, it's, it's not a meteorologist looking at it. These are astronomers. And uh, they were confused why it was slow. And I'm like, it's above Colorado. <laughs> you know, it probably got ran into a, what it thought was a cloud. <laughs> and it was just a little secondhand smoke. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like, whoa, slow it up, man. Why are we in such a hurry, bro? <laughs> Let's take it down to about 60,000 miles per hour, man. Everything's just coming at me so fast. That's my take on it. I can't believe these astronomers or meteorologists don't figure this out. I mean, duh. <laughs> it's Colorado. Okay, I've been gone a while, so yeah. I got the, the C-19. The old C-19 AMY there. <laughs> Here's how it all went down. Okay. okay. Last time I was here was last Wednesday, yeah. and my son had strep throat. We had yeah. spent the whole day at the doctor the day before, mm-hmm. and he got COVID tested and... And then they found out that he had strep throat. They tested him for everything. Yeah. And so we go on our merry way. And, of course, the next day I start getting a sore throat. Yeah, I And I'm that. like, gosh, you know, strep throat's very contagious. Yeah. So I hopped over to the urgent care. Yeah. And I, I explained to them my son had strep throat and I feel like I'm getting it. And so they, they, they test me for strep throat. And they also test me for COVID. Why not? Strep throat comes back negative. Oh. COVID comes back positive. I'm like, I have COVID? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and everything happened so fast. Like, I got COVID. I went home. I started going downhill fast. Like, the fever kicked in, started getting achy. I felt horrible. Like, I lost my voice and everything. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't get, like, the wheezing in the lungs and stuff like that. That's good. But I had every other symptom that you could possibly get. Jeez. And it... It like went through phases. It started out with like that achiness and the fever mm-hmm. and like the scratchy throat, like I said. And then the next day it was like stomach Ugh. and yeah, just feeling horrible. I, I like lived on Tylenol. That's the only thing that got me through. And then Man. the headaches kicked in the uh. day after that. And that is like the worst part of it. The headache. I hate headaches. Yes. It was like the worst headache of my life. Yeah. And it lasted for days days and then dizziness kicked in nausea oh. like this thing took me for a ride and well, kicked my like you butt needed some pepto-bismol yeah i did <laughs> i did oh. yeah and still don't really have my appetite back Diarrhea. i'm <laughs> i'm still dizzy oh man it sucks and then i started feeling better but but i went to sleep i probably went to sleep at like 8 30 yeah. i wake up at 10 45 at night like gasping for air oh yeah i'd like sit up in bed and it's like i'm not wheezing or anything but it's like a claustrophobia feeling like somebody's sitting on my chest you know how like when you get picked on by a sibling and they're holding your arms down and you get that anxiety yep that's what it was like like you can't move there's nothing you could do you're just pinned yes and every time i laid down flat on my back it was like my head was going downhill oh and it was just causing such anxiety and i started Pacing around the house, I sat up on the couch. I even went on the back deck in the cold, negative 16-degree weather to try to get some air. Ended up in the basement where it was cool, 
calling my nurse friend. She calmed me down. Yeah. And the next day, I went and got a bunch of tests done, lung x-rays, Everything. lab work. Yeah. Nothing, huh? Just horrible. Was just, it all negative? I think, yeah. I think no. it was just... Just anxiety of not knowing. I still feel that pressure on my chest oh, right now man. talking to you. That's not good. But well, I'm not out of breath or anything. It's just in my head. Yeah. Well, hey, calm down. Take a deep <laughs> breath. It's, I wish I could. It's going to be okay. Yeah, that's not fun at all. Mm-mm. So, like, uh, do you, did they say, can they even tell the difference between regular C19 and the Amicron or Omicron? <laughs> yeah, I got the O variant. For sure. You got the O variant, they call yeah. it? Is that what the kids are calling on that's the street? That's headache central. Oh. So. That's 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 horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad I was out of town. I'll be honest. I'm glad I dodged it, because I would have totally gotten it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We would have been here breathing on each other. I got it from somebody here at the office. Oh. Mm-hmm. That little Not going to name any names, but we all know Well, if you got the A person. variant and it was the O variant, maybe that <laughs> D was the reason. No. I wonder what kind of variant's going to be next. Right? Who knows? Are, are they going through, Is it? do they pick them like they do uh, storms? You know, they go Possibly. alphabetically, like uh, <laughs> hurricane this, or is it, oh, we're on vari- variant E now, you know, Eleanor or something. I don't know. What should we call the next Elaine? One? I got the Elaine variant. We did a post on Facebook not too long ago asking people what they would name the variant. Yeah. I would probably name it Wedgie. Wedgie? Yeah, because it's like, it's like getting bullied at school. Yeah. And getting a wedgie and then feeling lonely. Or getting taped up against the flagpole. So maybe you call it the flagpole variant. <laughs> you know, this one's really bad. Uh, the flagpole variant for sure. Everyone can see my undies. So yesterday you had to come back in the afternoon. Uh-huh. You had to like work all morning. Yep. You went home, took a little nap. Is that what you did? No, I didn't. But yeah, you I wanted home. to. And then you had to come back and do an interview, right? Yeah. And you have you have a camera in your living room to watch your dogs. Uh-huh, so purpose. just tell the story. So yeah, what happened was, if I had to come back, just like you said, a while back I had bought this camera uh, and and set it in a position where I could see the whole living room and I could see Jency, the German Shepherd, um, that we talk about all the time on the on the radio. But she's she's usually in her kennel, but she's been doing pretty good lately. We thought she's two years old now. We thought maybe she's kind of past the destruction phase, if you will, or chewing phase you know so i'm like maybe maybe we can start leaving her out so we've been leaving her out like 15 minutes at a time like hey we're gonna run and grab something and she's been doing really good so we're like hey so i'm like here's a good test i'll leave i've got to go do this interview quick and then i'll come back and i'll be gone best an hour right and i'm like this will be good for her as i'm leaving i'm watching her on video and she's like she goes outside we have a doggy door she goes outside comes back in she's looking out the front door what i think now hindsight is at first i was like oh she's entertaining herself doing whatever no she's checking the perimeter to make sure we're gone is what she's doing (laughs) and then and then she comes in now our older dog macy was walking right along with her it was almost like she was saying don't do it don't do it you know but jency's like Leave me alone. Nine, because she's German. Nine, I'm doing this. And so she got up on our recline. We have a corner part of our living room that's got like a bunch of Vikings and 49er stuff and pictures. It's got our old dog that we just put away. His ashes up there. Megan's mom's ashes are way up high. And it's like, you know, this whole thing. And then and she gets up on and that's where the camera is. She's on it, and I'm looking at her chest as she's like <laughs> sniffing around. And I'm like, and you could talk on the camera. 
let me rewind this just a second. I thought that by by being able to view her on this camera, like I'd be able to do something about it. No, all I'm doing is watching her not behave correctly. I can't squirt her with water. I can't throw something at her. There's nothing I can do. I'm like, this is stupid. What was I thinking? So I'm looking at her chest on the camera, and I get on the microphone, and I'm like, no, get down now. She, like, gets down. She looks around like, you're not around. What? <laughs> gets right back up there. So the only thing that saved all of our stuff, she took a box of Kleenex outside. She took a, we won some ball and a white elephant gift that like you roll a basketball around and if you make a basket, it cheers, you know. And uh, there was a, a tin can with Chex Mix in it. She somehow opened the, the you know how hard those things are to yeah, open? Uh-huh. She somehow opened it and started eating out of it. And that saved everything else's lives because she was eating the Chex Mix. <laughs> and at that point, I said at the end of the interview, hey, I gots to go. And <laughs> I got in the car and raced home and dealt with stupid traffic the whole way home. I'm like, don't people know I've got an emergency here? I've got a dog tearing apart my living room and eating Chex Mix, and it's saving. I've only got, there's only a little bit left in there before she moves on to something else. So I race home, and mind you, the whole time I'm like, you are so naughty on the microphone. And she just, she's like literally chewing Chex Mix, looking around like, who's saying that? Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I'm like, no! I got home, and, and then I was like, you're naughty, and you know, showed her the Kleenex and everything. I don't think it got through to her, but oh, no. note to self, she's going to live the rest of her life in a kennel when we're gone. <laughs> Man, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, but there was, I was helpless. It's, I almost might as well have not even looked at the camera and just came home and been like, I am shocked, you know? How did the interview go? <laughs> Were you no, like it, watching the camera the whole time? I, I did. I warned him about it when he came in. I'm like, hey, just so you know, if I start bleeping, yelling things out, it's because I'm looking at my dog on this camera and at that point she's been doing good she didn't start misbehaving until the end of the interview that's good and we get done and i'm like hey man thanks and we're saying our goodbyes and i looked over and that's when all i seen was her chest and her dog (laughs) collar on the freaking camera i'm like no it's prank call friday and we thought we would prank call one of our co-workers yep alex is what i mean he's like uh, the helpful hand. He's like one of the nicer guys around here. Oh, he's so kind. And he's always helping out clients, helping out other sales staff. He helps us out constantly, guides us where we need to go. And Yeah, so we're going to pick on him. Perfect target. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready, Matt Foley? I'm totally ready. Let's call him. So Matt Foley's going to pretend to quit a job that he doesn't even have. Home Slice Media, this is Alex. Uh, hi there, Alex. My name is Matt, and... Uh, I was told you were going to be in charge of me, and I'm just letting you know I quit. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, Matt, um, I, I, I guess I, I'm not familiar. Matt, who who are you with? Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm quitting. You don't even know I work here. I've been down in the basement printing off TPS reports for like a freaking month. Uh, Nobody's even asked how I'm doing. Uh, okay, so you're, okay, you work at Home Slice. You're not a, a client of ours. No, I work here. I've been down in the. I'm surrounded by concrete down here. Can't hear a dang thing. Got to ride the elevator. Okay, yeah, that kind of describes our basement. But um, Matt, I I have never heard of you working here at Home Slice. Yeah, when I was brought on, they said uh, Alex was going to be my direct supervisor. He was going to be bringing me coffee and bagels, and I've got nothing. I've been down here. I've got a pile of TPS reports just, like, waiting around. 
Okay, <laughs> Matt, I guess I apologize. I didn't know that I was oh. supposed to be uh, helping train you. And how long have you been been here? Oh, yeah, for like over a month. And I have never even been paid. I don't even understand. Like, I'm like looking at my uh-huh. bank account, and I, there's still a dash in front of my numbers, and I don't really know where all the money is. Well, you, okay, Matt, you're getting into something that's a little over my head. I mean, I. I guess no. I didn't. I didn't even know I was supposed to. No, do they this. said uh, they said it was you were my supervisor and you'd be cutting me checks and getting me bagels and coffee and I quit. Like I'm done. <laughs> uh, but I haven't been in all week. You guys didn't even notice. Yeah, Matt. You know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get you with their general manager here. I. I don't. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, general manager Mike. I'll tell you that. I, I, it doesn't matter. I quit. So you don't even know I worked here. But, yeah, if you want to send that check on over to my address, you want to yeah. know my address? It's your mom's house. <laughs> How do you like that? Send it over to your mom's house. I'm getting paid. Okay. Matt, I think this is uh, – I don't think this is really Matt at Home Slice. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's not Matt. It's worse. It's the Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon. You're going to call me Matt Daddy. Oh, there you are. You know what? You, get, you had me going there for a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah. There's no Matt here. Got you good. Well, thanks for playing along, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks for the call, Matt. <laughs> and we'll be waiting for that paycheck. Yeah, you, you want to send that over to your mom's, I'll pick it up. <laughs> yep, I'll, I'll get a hold of her, see if it's there. Yeah, love you. Bye. Love you Bye. Bye. It's time to let the cat out. Here's your weekly recap of all your Hollywood idiots. The cat is out of the bag. Sam Hunt's pregnant wife says he cheated on her. I'm basing this on the fact his new song is called I Cheated on My Pregnant Wife. <laughs> yep, that'd give it away. Morgan Wallen's latest single went number one on country radio. In an Instagram post, he thanked his fans, the DJs who played it, and the casual attitudes towards racism. Construction on Barack and Michelle Obama's Hawaiian estate is almost complete. Barack is excited to settle back in the place where he pretends to be born. (laughs) Antonio Brown says Tom Brady will play in the NFL again. He was actually responding to the question, how are you different than Tom Brady? Scientists are keeping an eye on a new Omicron variant that gets around faster and takes longer to go away. They're calling this new variant Pete Davidson. Oh! A new dating app kicks people off once they turn 36, or as Prince Andrew considers it, 20 years too late. (laughs) Zinger! And finally, Queen Elizabeth tested positive for COVID this week. No word if it has anything to do with Prince Charles being seen leaving her quarters with a half-eaten bat. And that is the cat is out of the bag. Welcome to Studio 4B, Dr. BJ. It's really nice to be in here. Thank you for having me. I'm glad. Glad to see you too. I hope you can spread the love. Have things with you and Miss Dr. BJ, uh, you know, cooled off a little bit since you're, you know stock show running amok um yeah we're on the ups uh, i wouldn't say we're back to normal yet but yeah we're uh, we're right, right in there you know honestly i don't know how she does it well it's you know because i have a really big heart you know and she loves me for that <laughs> i bet a big heart <laughs> i thought you were gonna say something else I was, and i'm so glad you, you didn't. threw me up well i just you know being honest you ready to give some love advice then 
I'm ready. Fire it up. I just want more. More of what? Never mind. What's the matter? Nothing. I don't know what she wants. I wish he would just figure it out. Hello, I'm Dr. BJ, and I'm here to share with you some love advice. And love is a fickle thing, you know? <laughs> Amy, do you know what fickle means? That <laughs> uh, means Dr. BJ has a small wiener. <laughs> well, not at all. Actually, it means <laughs> fickle means changing frequently, especially as regards to one's loyalties, interests, or affection. You were uh, way off, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, not even close. But love is a fickle thing. And as long as you stay honest and communicate, then it's going to be fine. Relationships are mostly about communication. Sharing when you're happy is easy. But sharing when you're upset or don't like something is really hard. Ladies, ladies, this one's for you. Maybe sit him down, cook him a good steak, and explain your discomfort of the situation on a full belly. Explain it like you would to a fifth grader. You can't hint around, as we men will never get what you really mean. Never. Remember to mansplain it. You gotta put it in man's terms, and in a way that we can understand on your conversation. Even if we agree when you're trying to hint around, <laughs> we understand that it's avoided. Are you okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, even when you're trying to explain it and we can't understand you because you're hinting around, then it is null and voided. Um, I am Dr. BJ, and if loving another is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Bye, Mr. Fickle. Bye. The Road to Destruction. Destruction, destruction tour, 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 road. Tour. <laughs> we have tickets for the whole seat, but you don't even need it. No, you don't. The edge. We got these <laughs> these wanderers in Studio 4B Mama with us. We don't know who they are. No. We got Forrest Gump. Yeah. Hello. No. And random guy. Random guy. Random guy. And I just started running to talk about the Monster Truck Show. Also, we got David it. Spade and random guy in the yes, studio. Yes, this is perfect. David Spade. I love that. You don't David look anything Spade. like David Spade at all. You kind of look more like David Spade than I do. Yeah, that's what I say. Sounds like him, though, doesn't he? Uh, kind of, yeah. With a exactly. cold. Say, some, say something David Spade would say. Uh, Ruads. That is something he would say. Ruads. Rudes. Oh, yeah, I got a 457 Hemi in here. I was probably doing 70, 75 times. <laughs> <laughs> so the road to destruction tour and the yes. redneck wedding, and you're gonna be officiating. I'm gonna be officiating as uh, random guy. Yes. You know, in we a just monster had, truck. We just had the last year's couple on the show this morning. Really? And they're still happily married. That's awesome. Uh, Even though it's called the road to destruction. Yeah. <laughs> so appropriately named for a wedding, right? I know. Like, mm -hmm. it's like and then we send them to Vegas at the Strat. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Have be fun. fun. It's going to be fun. Take a look. Russ is going to be there taking pictures, right? Right. Yeah. That's right. David Spade. We Capturing got the whole true crew love. here. The whole wedding crew. Yeah. Capturing true love. I need to find... I need help writing the uh, the ceremony speech thing. Whatever. I think Dilly you do a Balabad. wonderful job. <laughs> Marriage <laughs> is what brings people together today. I dare you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to be in front of 6,000 people or yeah. more. You need to start out with a big voice. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today <laughs> to watch yeah. these two rednecks <laughs> wed. Watch them wed. On top of a monster. Somebody scream. <laughs>
<laughs> For real, I, I will do that. Show me them corn dogs. <laughs> Woo! Speaking of road to destruction tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you guys know that dolphins rape people? Squirrel. <laughs> Speaking of love. Welcome home from left field. <laughs> Monster trucks and dolphins. Boy, that would and be redneck a, weddings. That would be a good show. <laughs> yeah, as the monster truck jumps over the dolphins, the dolphin gets up <laughs> and like hits the tire. Rapes the monster, the monster truck. truck. <laughs> yeah, the monster gets up there and starts just having its way with one of the tires. That's right. We need to write this down. <laughs> Put that in your lug nut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dolphin. Yeah. 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 Oh, fluffer. What's in your, all of a sudden, his exhaust pipe, instead of something like, raw, raw, sounds like, Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Road to that. Destruction Tour, March 5th. Yeah. March 5th at the If you, if you want to see all this go down, go to the monument.live for tickets. <laughs> Or you can win some right now with us. Yay. And remember, those who truck together are stuck together. Hey, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Text in the keyword monster. Well, it's Tuesday and it's Teacher Spotlight Day. And uh, teachers are just the most amazing people in the world, aren't they? I mean, honestly, they teach us a lot about, you know, stuff they got to teach us in school. But not only that, but the patience of a saint. I mean, could you just put yourself, if you're not a teacher, into their shoes one time, go walk into a classroom of about 20 to 30, maybe even 40 kids, and just see if you can keep it together, you know, for the day, <laughs> day in and day out. I know I couldn't. I mean, it'd be fun, you know, for a day or two, maybe, or an hour, but that's about it. <laughs> I could do gym class, though. That'd be a lot of fun. But uh, teachers are amazing, and that's why on Tuesdays we like to spotlight teachers. Recently, they awarded Audra West with the RCAS Teacher of the Year Award, and she teaches out of Blackhawk Elementary. Such an amazing thing. She says It says here that she's been teaching school for 11 years, five years out in Blackhawk in the RCAS district, and uh, congratulations to her for being Teacher of the Year. You know, you must be something special because I was also looking through the list of honorees or, or possible teachers of the year. And what an amazing list. And that's just a fraction of the teachers we have here in the Black Hills and in a Rapid City Area School District. So thank you all so much. If you know a teacher that you would like to be highlighted on our Tuesday teacher, then let us know. Shoot us an email. Text us. Uh, get a hold of us so that we can communicate with them. We'll do an interview maybe or whatever works, or we'll just talk about them. You send in a good note and we'll highlight them because teachers mean that much to us on the roadhouse and we know they mean a lot to you too. So thank you to all the teachers out there. It's a feel good moment. A five-year-old kiddo from Michigan got adopted and his entire kindergarten class showed up at court to support him. The judge even let a few of them talk about what a good friend he was. Today is an extraordinary day here at the Kent County Courthouse. It is adoption day. Welcome to the courthouse. My name is Damon and Michael's my And I'm so pleased to make this official and sign this as the order of the court. When we grow into adults, a lot of times we look back on our childhood and remember the big things. This will definitely be one of those. That's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.